Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEALS. Food Heals Podcast, episode 270. If you want to have a good relationship at home, you need to be very, very, very engaged with your finances because finances and communication are the two reasons that relationships break up. Based on how we're raised, we're not taught to do what comes easy to us. We're taught life has to be hard, that we have to struggle at what we do to earn the money. But truthfully, 
When we're in our purpose and our purpose is manifesting in our life, it's when it's what comes the very easiest, the most natural to us is what we're going to be the most successful at. I am going to stop making it any worse and I'm going to start finding a way to make it better. I am going to get out of this hole emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, financially, and I'm going to find a way to live my best life. I'm sick and tired of being where I'm at right now because I know that it's not where I could be. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In real cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat and stress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. All right, welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. Today, it's a mashup where we are talking to three high-achieving entrepreneurs and manifestors, Lisa Thomas, James Whitaker, and Elise. Lita McDaniel about how to transform your money mindset, create more time in your day, and cultivate an abundance mentality. Roll it, Roxy. First up, she is a transformational energy healer who empowers individuals to reach their full potential by removing inherited emotional blocks like fear of success, fear of failure, anxiety, procrastination, excess weight, fear of public speaking, false money beliefs, relationship drama, and so much more. And in this clip, our guest Lisa Thomas teaches co-host Whitney Lauritsen and I how to transform our money mindsets and manifest from a place of gratitude. Roll it, Roxy. Inherited money beliefs are huge, and I love clearing around it, okay? Yes. It gets handed down, and then we're also in that in our home where we learn behavior and we hear money doesn't grow on trees. We hear you can't be spiritual and prosperous. We hear, Mm -hmm. you know, and we experience, we witness that there is never enough. Right. Right. And the common emotion that gets handed down is scarcity. Mm -hmm. I remember my grandmother would save every baggie. She would wash them out, turn them inside out, let them dry. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's an, it's a pattern. Mm -hmm. So think of the person that, had the money before the depression set in and that was taken away from them yeah okay that's a fear in itself that what you have will be taken from you right and so then you want to hoard you know you want to hold on to it Mm -hmm. and then the fear that there isn't going to be enough whether it's food or money and then it causes us to believe that we have to stay small we can't go bigger than what we are Mm -hmm. it triggers a lot of things what can we do on our own right now like tonight if i want to do something and say what can i release what can i do on my own gratitude yes okay I knew, I knew she was going to say Did that. You? <laughs> I'm a little psychic too. Just I think you are. I would love to know like the specifics of how to get into gratitude because I feel like that's something that I've heard a lot. And sometimes I'm like, well, how do I tap into my gratitude in a deeper way? You just start and you don't normally want to do it. So yeah. If you're angry, if you're feeling you really it, depressed, yeah. if you're just down and out, right? Yeah. And you just start with, I am grateful. Mm-hmm. I am grateful that I'm alive. I am grateful for my life. Just start with rephrasing that same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that I have a bed that's comfortable. I'm grateful that I have the money to go buy a new bed if it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Just start little. I'm grateful that the sun is out. And then before you know it, real gratitude starts coming through and it raises your vibration. Mm -hmm. So it's a way to get out of the funk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have to speak it out loud. That's the difference. So a journal is not enough? It's not enough. Because what happens is when we speak it out loud, it sends it out into the ethers. It sends it out into the universe. Mm -hmm. And when you give gratitude and you send it out, it comes back. You know? Yes. And so you want to give gratitude for what you have, gratitude for what you know is coming you know, I give gratitude for all the right clients that are coming to me. Beautiful. I only attract Aww. clients that are supportive and positive that need my service. Mm-hmm. It's all part, and you're grateful for this. You're grateful for what's coming up. Mm-hmm. 
And what if a misbelief creeps in and we're like, but I don't feel that way really. I'm faking it. How do we get out of that and into truly believing it? You go into the I am statements. Okay. I am mm-hmm. powerful whether I believe it or not. Okay. Yes. My life is getting better whether I believe it or not. So when you go into the fear mode, then tag on whether I believe it or not. Okay, money is flowing to me, whether I believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And so if I am speaking this out loud, how often do I need to do this to truly create what I'm feeling? Can this happen in an instant? Do I have to do this for hours a day? What is the time? (laughs) I think I kind of know the answer, but I want to know what you think. Do it as often as you feel you need to raise your vibration. Because see, that's the key. You have to get into the feeling. And sometimes, especially in the beginning, talking out loud is awkward. It just is to hear our own voice and talk out loud. And it's like, what am I doing this for? I'm like, what am I doing? Right? It's like you're talking in in front of the mirror. That's that's what I'm like, okay, I can do this. I I have to excite (laughs) myself up to talk to To my To talk in the mirror. I'll tell you my two favorite places is out in my backyard. Because I imagine my voice just going out into the world. In fact, sometimes I will fill up this balloon that I'm holding. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll give gratitude, and I bring the gratitude for things in the past into my balloon here. And then what I'll do is, when I feel it full, right, and everything that I'm, I'm looking for, right, then I fold it in half like a Frisbee or a boomerang. And what happens to a boomerang? It comes, it comes back. It comes back, right? Whoa, and then yeah. I just throw it out there to the universe and give gratitude as I push it out into all four quadrants of the world. Mm-hmm. So I have a weird personality or brain where I have to like make everything like super sacred. Like I can't just say gratitude when I'm walking around because I'm like, oh, that one doesn't count. So this is me. I'm a weirdo. So here's what I do. I have to light my candle and I have specific candles that burn for different purposes. Okay. So one might be a manifestation candle. One might be a money candle. One might be a love candle. I have different themed candles. You can get these on Amazon. Okay. It's like a ritual. It's a ritual. If you kind of think like me, you kind of have an angel and a devil on your shoulder where half of you is saying, this is real. And half of you saying, this is BS. For me, I need the ritual to go, all right, this is my time to tap into that. And I light my candle and then I do my gratitude. And for me, I was doing journaling for a very long time. I do a lot of writing and burning. I have a lot of my, I do my musical meditations that Lisa knows. I love them. You can also manifest in the car. Okay, tell me about that. And truly, we can all turn the radio off, Mm -hmm. right? We do not need to be listening to talk radio. I mean... We need, to, we need to listen to podcasts. Yeah, you yeah. Well, we need to listen to this song. Right? <laughs> Not this. But be careful about what you hear and what you take in and how much news you watch. That'll get me off on a whole nother subject. Uh-huh. Okay? Okay. But the car is a great way to manifest. Turn the radio down, right? And then start speaking it, excuse me, in as, as you're driving. Get your mind off what's going on around you. I mean, you're going to be paying attention. It's the road. But um, it's a great way. Mm -hmm. I want to bust some myths. Like, what is possible? What is impossible? Is anything possible? And how do you really get to that place of manifesting that car? Or whatever it is that you want. That grand, grand thing. The grand thing. Yeah. The subconscious, remember, is trying to protect you. So it's somebody that comes to me and says, okay, I want to make a million dollars. It's not that you can't make a million dollars, but you can't go from making 10000 to a million overnight. You can't manifest that way. You have to start in little sections. Okay. Okay? And, and as far as a car goes, you can keep in your mind, that's the car I want. But if you're going to go from a Honda to a Bentley, uh-huh. you might want to go to a Lexus first. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's just in the mind, even if it's in your vision board, have a because you need to bring the subconscious along with you and you have to believe it so right. i don't believe i can get the bentley right now but i could believe i could get the lexus exactly. that's more plausible therefore i'm more likely to you know manifest it or create it in right. my life See, like, i have trouble with that though because okay. i my stuck place is that i believe anything's possible and i'm like there's no reason i can't have that but then some there's some stuck energy where I I have a lot of trouble with the logic. I have a very strong logic of You like, need to know how you're going to get there. Yeah, I suppose or it's like there's some some things I, I imagine must be stuck because my mind un- can understand a lot of concepts, but I feel like 
it's almost like my heart or my body isn't following where how far advanced my mind is, if that makes sense. It makes absolute sense. <laughs> the other thing then along in this is that you might be concerned about how busy you're going to have to get in order to get where you want to be. That's me. Right? <laughs> Lisa, because, she was talking to me. Yeah, you use the word busy a lot. I'm, I refuse to use the word busy, <laughs> or I try very or hard not to. She's tapping yeah. into me. Sometimes it can to create money into our life <laughs> takes an additional responsibility. We might feel like or fear that we're not going to have enough time. So we can have a scarcity of money, but we can really have a scarcity of time also, how we spend our time, how we're going to create time, mm-hmm. not having enough time. I think I'm in that right now. Are you? I'm okay with the money part. I'm in the scarcity of time. Uh, Bring us out. Bring us out. Baby. Yeah. What do we yeah. have? <laughs> I, the, you know, I went to this really wonderful seminar called High Performance Academy in March, and he broke down some of the, the top three reasons why people get in their own way. And I forget what the first one was because it didn't apply to me, but this, this, the second and third were process pain and outcome pain Mm -hmm. and similar kind of what you were saying the process pain means is that you're afraid that the process is going to be too hard or uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and outcome pain is you're afraid that you're going to put all this time and and energy into something and you're not going to get the results that you want and i'm very much so the process pain and a bit of the outcome pain Mm -hmm. so it's i think for me it's not like a scarcity of time. I'm like, I have plenty of time. You know, I'm, I'm not busy. I don't like to use that word. It's like my fear is that it's going to be uncomfortable. I'm not going to like it. I have to do things I don't want to do. And, I, you know, it's like this weird rebellion or something like that. And I, I feel like that's what gets in the way, even though logically I'm like, you can do this. You've got everything you need. Anything's possible. And I get very frustrated when the lo- my actions don't meet my logic, if that makes sense. And I think it does come down to that fear. Yeah, it so it's, fear. it's all fear, right? What mm-hmm. do you? How do you? You could actually from, have a fear of success, mm-hmm. yeah. which doesn't make any logical it does sense not to make me. Logic, <laughs> logical sense yeah. at all. But, but it's the really DNA, real. Mm-hmm. It can be part of the DNA. Absolutely. Sometimes we're afraid of being fully seen. It, which comes with success. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because then you're more vulnerable. You're yeah, that's have... kind of like the outcome pain, I suppose. It would be. It's like, Absolutely. if I become successful, then other people are going to judge me or yeah. something like that. Like, right. I have They're going to see me. Right. Yes. They're going to see you and, and they're going to have an opinion about how you right. got there and maybe you, they don't think you should be doing it that way. Yes, or, yes. Yeah, everybody has mm. an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but how, beyond the gratitude, which is a really great piece of advice, how do you move to be more in alignment with your, like, how do you line up, I guess, your, all three brains, your heart, your mind, and your gut? By being true to yourself. So when you know you need to do something, you have to be in integrity with it, mm-hmm. right? And the other thing is, sometimes I think that based on how we're raised, right, we're not taught to do what comes easy to us. We're taught that we life has to be hard, that we have to struggle at what we do to earn the money. Or that we have to do it a way that doesn't feel good to us. That doesn't feel good, right? Mm. But truthfully, when we're in our purpose and our purpose is manifesting in our life, it's when it's what comes the very easiest, the most natural to us is what we're going to be the most successful at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I've, I've noticed this about myself and other people that that so many of us are trying to put ourselves in a box that we don't even belong in. Mm -hmm. And what I found over almost 10 years of doing this is that I don't align with the best practices most of the time. Mm -hmm. You know, like they don't, and actually I'm having an aha moment right now because one thing I've struggled with is I, because I've been coaching uh, for brand strategies for years, one thing I've noticed about myself is I'd recommend things for other people that I don't do. Because I know that they work for others. So I'm like, yeah, they, that works for everybody else. I don't do it, but that works for everybody else, so you should do it. <laughs> and maybe what, 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 what I tuning into your authentic self is, why would I recommend a practice that I don't even fully align with? Sometimes I get really frustrated, and I'm like, I've tried so much. Why haven't I found the thing that works for me? Is that part of the process, or is that it maybe is a process, not being in But tune? it doesn't have to be that complicated. 
Let's make it easy. Let's yeah, make please. it easy. <laughs> so it can literally just be a few blocks, energy blocks, that's preventing you from seeing it clearly. Mm-hmm. Or that's preventing you from like really saying, okay, this is what it is. Because sometimes we can know something, but we don't know it. And I know that doesn't right. sound right, but it's I really true. It. Yes. We know Here. there's something there, but we're yeah. not sure what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. What are some of your favorite um, exercises or practices to really, I mean, I guess I asked this earlier, but really get in touch with that intuition. But we can say things out loud. We can do things when we're driving. But mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to do all those things. And some, maybe it's just some days I can't get there. And, the, and maybe it's just that. Okay. Well, let's define the question again. So is it, are you asking me how to develop the intuition? I would love to know how to develop the intuition. Would you, uh, yeah, I mean, next level. Okay. Yeah. Well, just start, let's just take driving, for example, all right? It's not like you have to get in some state of being and be Yoda out there meditating. Right, right, right. To develop your <laughs> you still have to intuition, okay? Yeah. But let's, let's use it driving. Let's say you're in the parking lot and you get this like feeling, I should turn right to go find my parking spot, but you don't. You turn left, and as you're coming around, you're like, crap, I could have had that spot if I had just turned right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an aha moment. Mm-hmm. You go back to the moment in the beginning where you thought you should have turned right, and you go, that's what it felt like. And you give gratitude, right, for when you get it wrong and when you get it right, oh. because you have to be willing to get it wrong to learn what right is. Ooh, that's powerful This is right great. There. <laughs> It's true with parking too, because I think even in the secret. Oh yeah, they talk, they talk about manifesting that. the parking yeah, spot. So like, yeah. They say manifesting, but I think what they didn't fully explain, which you just articulated so well, is that there's a co-creation basically right. in, in place there. Well, my experience um, doing the DNA healing with you was absolutely incredible. And so for anyone listening or watching, please know that Lisa is here for you. And how can people work with you on the phone, in person? Tell us about that. Didn't you say there's a special offer? There is a special offer. It will be at foodhealsnation.com slash Lisa. And I know that you have a free gift for us as well as you have lots of content online. And you have a special for Food Heals Nation. But tell us about your money clearing gift. All right. Which I know Whitney is going to download right away. Of course. (laughs) Well, it's a series of three and I'm giving the first one away. All right. And it's called Releasing Inherited Money Blocks. Mm -hmm. I believe that's the name of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's up on my website. I just did it last month. All right. And then if you like that, the next one in the series is Releasing... um, where we're not treating our money well. See, we have to honor money to bring in money. That's the truth, right? Yes. And then the last one in the series is clearing blocks to attract money. Mm. So it's a great series. And the first one, I just want to give it away. I want you to experience freedom around these inherited patterns that we inherit. Is it a video series or a No, a it's book? a healing meditation. Oh, audio? It's audio. Wow, mm-hmm. beautiful. So I can yeah. light my candle and listen. You can light your candle and listen away. People want to work with you. They can go to foodhealsnation.com slash Lisa for our special offer. And Whitney, what about you? Where can everyone find you online? At WhitneyLauritson.com and currently at EcoVeganGal. Fabulous. Thank you ladies so much for being here. I really Thank you. It. I've loved every amazing. minute of it. Yes. Food Heals fam, I have to tell you about a product I am currently obsessed with. It's my Banish Skincare Kit. You remember Daisy, she was on episode 220, and she shared her story of growing up with acne scarring since the third grade. She was bullied, she was made fun of, and after trying product after product, she discovered that certain ingredients found in most skincare actually made her skin worse, not better. A lot of the products that she was using contained fragrances and dyes and silicones, which actually aggravated her skin. So she decided to take action. She started working with a chemist to make skincare without those harsh ingredients and Banish was born. And it worked. Daisy now has glowing skin and is asked all the time what her secret is. Well, the secret is out. The core product of the Banish line is the Banish kit. It comes with the Banisher and the Banish Oil Vitamin C Serum, which I love. The way it works is the Banisher creates these micro wounds in the skin in a controlled manner to cause the skin to renew itself. 
because the skin thinks it's injured and so it's basically forced to start healing itself. Now, these aren't injuries you can see. They're so micro that no one's gonna be able to see them, but your skin is gonna start healing. So I do this at night and let it heal overnight. It also greatly increases the absorption of the skincare products that you apply right after using the banisher. That's why I use the vitamin C serum from Banish right after. I just store it in my fridge. It's all fresh, straight out of Pasadena. Nothing sits on a shelf. It's all organic and made fresh right before it is shipped to your door. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't like it, but I know you will. But go to Banish.com right now. Use the coupon code FOODHEALSNATION. You'll get 10% off your first order. That's for a limited time, so go check it out now at Banish.com. Coupon code FOODHEALSNATION. All right, next up, he is the author of best-selling personal finance and motivation book, The Beginner's Guide to Wealth, which was named Book of the Month by Money Magazine. In 2018, his second book, Think and Grow Rich, The Legacy, was released. Plus, he is also a proud co-executive producer of the film of the same name. In the next clip, our guest, James Whitaker, talks to Susie and I about how we can all think and grow rich. Roll it, Roxy. last year, that's when I really thought about who I was and what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And what I really want to do is help people take ownership of their financial, physical and mental health. So that's really until my last breath, it's what I want to do. And whatever business initiative that needs to look like, or I'm just, yeah, right now, just trying to let the dust settle on on what's happening with the Think and Grow Rich, the legacy project, because there are a lot of opportunities that I've been very fortunate that have come my way, but I don't want to commit to anything yet. I'm just trying to get the word out there to help as many people change their limiting beliefs and increase the idea of what's possible. And then I'll look at future projects after that. Beautiful. So tell us about a little bit like the relationship between the mental and emotional health and the financial health and how those are completely intertwined, which sounds obvious, but a lot of people don't understand how much stress can build up over money that then can affect our mental emotional health, which then can become physical. So can you talk a little bit about that? If you want to have a good relationship at home, you need to be very, very, very engaged with your finances because finances and communication are the two reasons that relationships break up. But if one thing I always mention during my presentations and speeches is get a goal sheet, give it to the person who you love the most, just give them a blank goal sheet and ask or request, very politely request that you complete it separately, but then share the results with the other person because then you have complete transparency around what's important to them now and what's important to them in the future. And this goal sheet ideally would have all areas, financial, physical, professional, family goals. And by doing that, you just, you enables yourselves to grow together, but you can also see when your partner needs that freedom to go and do their own, to go and do their own thing. So, and then on the, on the physical health and the mental health side. So a lot of the physical health issues can be caused by obviously a corresponding issue on the mental side, all of things which can, which can be fixed via the right planning, but by getting very, very clear on what you want, as soon as you've got that perfect destination in mind, it is so much easier to take the first step and then the second step and then the third step. And it's certainly not going to be in a straight line, but over time you will end up at least in the direction of your perfect destination. And that progress is what spurs people on to greater success. And another thing that I'm big on is just keeping it simple and keeping it consistent rather than trying to leap out of bed and do some extraordinary action in the one go. It just it's not sustainable for most people. You, if, if that's a big fitness goal, you're likely to get injured. If it's a health goal, you're likely to uh, then be gorging on In-N-Out Burger a couple of hours later. <sighs> if it's a financial thing, you might be very safe with your money, but then splurge it all on one big holiday. It's just, yeah, I, I feel like if you keep it simple and maintain that consistency, that's what leads to progress and extraordinary achievement over time, not perfection. Can anyone think and grow rich? They can. I firmly believe that they can because the people who I interviewed, someone like Barbara Corcoran, who I forget, but I think it was, uh, I think she had 11 siblings, grew up in this enormous family. Her mum must have been pregnant for (laughs) well over a decade, the poor thing. And she grew up dyslexic in this Catholic elementary school where she was terrible at school. She had no idea really what was going on, but that enabled her to really nurture her imagination. And she was not good academically, but that enabled her to find a way 
to improve her social skills and imagination that way. And imagination is one of the Think and Grow Rich principles as well. So, it means that via a few circumstances of her getting out of her comfort zone and surrounding herself with the right people, she was able to be the queen of the New York property scene during the 80s and the 90s. Can you imagine that era in New York City? I, I really find that a quite a remarkable story. It's a good time. I'm from New York. And it, you said Times Square was really scary in the early 80s. Like, I remember being a little kid. My dad's office building was right off of there. And they were holding my hand. I was little, you know, it was that kind of thing where they would lift you up. Well, I remember there was a bum peeing on the side of my dad's skyscraper building. He was an attorney in Manhattan, peeing on the side of it. And they're like, oh, here we go. And just like lifted me up. And I remember going to Times Square and it was disgusting. Hollywood and Highland used to be disgusting when I moved here 10 years ago. Right, now it's Disneyland. Yeah. So... Yeah, it used to Just be like Times very, Square. very different. And that, and, and the real estate, obviously, the real estate now skyrocketed from, I mean, I can't imagine the exponential growth that she experienced by investing in, and dealing with it. Absolutely. Obviously. And I just love that uh, the power that she had as a woman to go and really take control of her, of her life because she had another situation where her, her boyfriend and business partner at the time, who owned 51% of the company, so oh. a controlling, a controlling <laughs> state. Don't ever do 51%, people. Never no, do, do 50- 51% and have the 51%. In your, no, <laughs> yeah. that's what I mean, in your favor. Yeah. Make sure we get the percentages right there. <laughs> and, um, Don't you... 49. There we go. (laughs) And seek uh, professional legal advice for your unique circumstances as well. Yes, it's not Um, legal advice. (laughs) We are drinking wine. Do not take us seriously. (laughs) Go talk to your attorney. (laughs) And her uh, Barbara's partner and business partner, so a boyfriend and business partner, left with Barbara's secretary. So imagine that. Like I said, this relationship is not for me. I'm leaving you for your secretary. Barbara turned. Tale as old as time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Isn't it? But Barbara it doesn't had have la- a Disney ending. So. No. Barbara had the last laugh and now sold her business for I think it was seventy million dollars. So an amazing story and wow. That another again like the a lot of shoes, Ali. <laughs> for that shoe closet that's, over that's there. That's a lot of cold pressed juices on the, the main juice. streets of Abbotsford. I mean, those are my two favorite things. How did you guys know? Shoes and shoes. Done. And there's a, another guy in the in the book by the name of Jim Stovall, who at the age of 17 was told that he would go totally and permanently blind. Mm. And that, like, literally everything that he sees is gone. And he was confined to his friends and family gave him a white cane and basically told him that he would have to spend the rest of his days in this room in the house where he would be safe. But he was not happy with that. And he surrounded himself with the right people, a man by the name of Lee Braxton, who was actually by some chance encounter did the eulogy at napoleon hill's funeral so it was very big on the think and grow rich principles mm-hmm. and under lee braxton's guidance jim stovall was able to become the author of 30 best-selling books wow. while blind guess how many he wrote before he was blind zero wow he wrote 30 best-selling books while he was blind and he also was the emmy award-winning founder of the narrative television network so between that and the janine shepherd story and Barbara Corcoran, and literally every other story in this book, people who say that they can't do something because of their situation, it is completely invalid. It just means they've accepted their temporary failure or defeat. Or that, sorry, that means that they've accepted temporary failure as permanent defeat rather than trying to figure out a way to get out of it. And I'm not saying it's not hard. It is extraordinarily difficult, requires years and years and years, if not decades of sacrifice. But what we're trying to do with this book and with this film, it's just help people really understand and believe what is possible for them. And that we don't have to be a victim of our circumstances. So I think I see this a lot um, with people I know, and I know it because I used to be it, where I thought I was the victim and I had no control. And listen, we don't have any control. Things are going to come at us, right? Things are going to happen. People are going to die. World wars are going to happen. It's how we handle it in the moment and how we come through it with grace and ease and then how we decide not to react and not to play the victim and go, well, that's not true for me. It may be true over here. It's not true over here. So I can move forward, right? So tell us about someone who may be sitting at home listening and going, you know, I'm the victim because this has happened to me. This has happened to me. This has happened to me. What are some practical tools or practices that they can use straight out of the book to get them out of those limiting beliefs? Because that's exactly what you said earlier. That's all they are. 
their limiting beliefs. I think the very first thing people need to do is start looking forward, not think about what has happened to me. Just get very clear on their on their perfect destination of what success looks like for them in all of the areas that are important to them, which should be physical, mental and financial health as an absolute foundation because they're all interrelated and make up the majority of, of what we need to be successful. After that, you need to think about your environment. Who are you hanging around with? What is your, like if your goal is to be a positive person, there is no point hanging around people who whine and complain all day. The funny thing about getting crystal clear on what you want that not a lot of people talk about is you just naturally start to attract people in your life who are going to help you get to where you want to go. It just happens on the condition that you're getting out of your comfort zone and you've got a plan to make it happen. You're working on your goal sheets and things like that. Just because you share a common past with someone does not mean you should share a common future with them. And there, I'm sure that there might be people out there making fun of us right now. It is no consequence to me. I don't care. I'm crystal clear on who I am and where I want to go. I know you two are as well. And that to me is by far the most important thing, just being able to positively impact other people to help improve their lives. What happens when we get comfortable? When we get comfortable over time, we start to really forget about things until we wake up one day. And that was that's the whole thing about we wake up one day and we think, how do we get here? And that manifests in, in poverty, in illness, in bad relationships, because the opposite of that is living with intent and living with energy, purpose and passion. That is the way that you become financially free. You look after yourself physically and mentally. You don't have to worry about having these enormous health costs if you're, you know, if you're morbidly obese because you haven't looked after yourself and you need to go and get some treatment. That is the difference. You you really just have a, a much better quality of life. And not only that, you have amazing personal relationships and the freedom to structure your day however you want. There's there's one resource that's been really great for me, and that's the Five Minute Journal, which you probably heard of. It's a a book. So first thing in the morning, if you're struggling to start the day with intent and purpose and passion, most people reach for their mobile phones. They open up social no, media and they. I never I don't do that. that. What do you mean? They, they scroll. It's a very difficult habit. <laughs> I still do it every now and then. And uh, they scroll through news feeds and. Or emails, you check and find out what's going on. And before you know it, half an hour has passed, but you're reacting to the day. You're not living with intent and with purpose. But the five-minute journal where you write down three things that you're grateful for and three things that would make today great. Beautiful. Let's go back to limiting beliefs because apparently I have them. You do? See, okay, so I have to. I'm going to break the fourth wall. I am so shocked to hear this because knowing you... You are I'm one of the positive. highest achievers I know. I know I have limiting beliefs, and I feel like you achieve way more. But I guess everybody has them. We, we, all, we, all, we all have limiting beliefs and doubts, and unless we are con- consciously focused on it every single day, which really is impossible to do with everything that happens in our lives for the 70, 80, 90 years we have on the planet, but you just need to be conduct a bit of a self-audit to find out where you fall down. And something as an example in my own life, I realized that when it came to my writing, I was amazingly good at starting writing projects like it might be a blog post i'm great at getting to 90 percent or 80 percent it's that last 10 or 20 percent that i struggle with so what i've recently did i actually had a skype call with a friend the other day where once a week every monday morning now because it's really important to me that i can get a certain amount of creative output a week regardless of what's happening you know i'm doing a lot of promo stuff for the book it's easy to to not have any creative output for a week and justify that so where every monday morning at 9am, we're going to have a call. We're going to talk about our intent for the week, talking about writing specifically with the goal of each of us writing three blog posts. So that's going to be two blog posts for our own website and then one blog post for an external publication, might be Forbes or Entrepreneur or whatever it is. And by Thursday lunchtime, we send those blogs to each other and then the other person will be able to help give it a, you know, it's just nice to have that second set of eyes over it. And then by Sunday, it'll be completely finished. So by the time we have that call again on the Monday morning, we've already started the week by having three blog posts that are good to go that we can push out to the outlets. And what a great way to start the week. So, And it's accountability. If you don't have accountability, you won't finish anything. I mean, some people will, but I won't. I don't know about you, but it's like when you have accountability, you have a deadline. You have another person that's going, where's that article? Did you finish it? You know, for sure. That's it's, everything. It's very difficult to be 100% accountable in 100% of the areas of your life. It's yeah. just it's just not impossible. Like yeah. 
someone like Steve Jobs and Elon Musk, they're amazing people, but there's a reason they've had multiple marriages and, you know, like it's very, they're very- bad in bed. <laughs> they don't make the bed. They don't make the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. But having, but just, just being very, very honest and frank about who you are, what your weaknesses are, or what's going to help take you to the next level. So another example would be having a, my own website. Like I had my own website. I did it on Squarespace. It cost me like 50 bucks and took me 12 hours to do, but it was okay. It did the job for where I was. But then when I had the opportunity to outsource that, so now all my web design stuff is completely managed. It's a, it's a monthly fee. It's all done. As soon as I get anything that needs to get put up there or any changes, I can send it on and it's just taken care of. That is another stress out of my mind that I'm happy to pay for that helps get me to the next level of, of what I want to do, which is contribute to helping more people around the world. So people need to think about what is it in their in their own lives of what would make them more and more effective? Is there something that they can easily outsource or yeah, what can they do to add more time in the day or just be more effective at the end of each day? All right, James. So what are your last words of wisdom? What do you want Food Heals Nation to go home with? I think probably the biggest one is just focus on on winning the day, making that a habit. Just focus on living each day with more intent, with more purpose, because as a result of that, you'll just have more energy and better relationships. So just focus on getting clear about what you want from all areas of your life and get into the habit of winning the day. Beautiful. And where can everyone see the film, buy the book, Find you online, all that good stuff. The film is available at tgrmovie.com. I need to be very clear on the pronunciation there because of how Australians pronounce the letter R or R, as you say it over here. So, tgrmovie.com for the film. And there's a whole heap of bonus content and other exciting goodies over there. Uh, The best place to find me would be on my personal website, jameswitt2ts.com and on Facebook as well. I've got an author page there where I'm trying to post more and more content to help share the success habits of high performers so people can can use that in their own lives. Food Heals Nation, everything that we want is on the other side of fear. Think about that. As we release fear, we create space for abundance. And in the absence of fear, we can have, do, or be anything we desire. I would argue that we are ridiculously Powerful. So let's make 2019 the year where you finally take your wellness business to the next level. Answer your soul's calling and finally do what you want, have what you want, and be who you truly are. Decide that you are worthy. Decide that you are ready. Decide that you won't hold back anymore. Instead, rise and bloom. And join me and other wellness entrepreneurs to make the second half of 2019 the best six months of your decade. Yes, that's right. There are only six months left in this decade. How are you going to spend them? Well, I hope that you'll join them with me. You're invited to the Rise and Blue Mastermind where wellness entrepreneurs and holistic hustlers come together to support each other, to rise up together, to become coaches, speakers, influencers, authors, and more. We create courses, we host podcasts, we do meditations. We truly create the life that we've been dreaming of. The Rise and Blue Mastermind is for you if you're starting or building a business in the fields of wellness, nutrition, holistic health, spirituality, anything creative, exercise, yoga, maybe human rights or animal rights, and you need guidance, you need support, branding, marketing, video production, podcasting, writing, blogging, social media, all of that stuff, that's where we come in. If you're ready to learn and take your business to the next level, This is for you. And if you have a story to share and a mission to change the world, this mastermind is for you. But if you're not ready to commit yet, I wanted to give you a free taste of Rise and Bloom. So join me July 24th, that's next Wednesday, for a free course. Go to foodhealsnation.com, click on Rise and Bloom, and register for the free course. We will discuss 21 plus ways you can monetize your health and wellness business in order to share your gifts with the world. 
And if you just can't wait and you're ready to join us for the next six months and close out the decade in style, you can go to foodhealsnation.com slash mastermind to join us right now. And the official mastermind will begin on Wednesday, July 31st. The Rise and Blue Mastermind includes one monthly coaching call with me, plus all the amazing experts I bring in on topics like marketing, monetization, networking, sales funnels, Facebook groups, podcasting, blogging, video producing, copywriting, social media sponsorship, online courses, membership sites, events, retreats, and more. I literally open up my network of people to you and I will help you in any way you can. I show you the entire back end of my business and I'm an open book. You will also get three private VIP podcasts per month on all kinds of great topics like health, business, and spirituality, plus relationships, wellness, girl bossing, manifestation, the law of attraction, manifesting money, and more. So to sign up for the free two-hour course right now, go to foodhealsnation.com, click on Rise and Bloom, and if you're ready to commit to a full six months, go ahead and go to www.foodhealsnation.com slash mastermind. But don't take it from me. Check out these testimonials from some of my amazing past students. Roll it, Roxy. Good morning. My name's Chris McPeak, and I'm the host of the Elevate Your Aid podcast. And I'm here today because I wanted to tell you a little bit about my experience with the Rise and Bloom mastermind facilitated by my good friend and mentor, Allison Melody. You may know her from the Food Heals podcast. What you don't know about Allison is that she is an incredibly amazing facilitator and she has hosted this mastermind group for us for the last six months. And the women in this group and I have experienced the most amazing transformation both personally and professionally. What I appreciate about Allison is that she tailors this mastermind group according to what we need as the time comes every month when we have our meetings. So if some of us are interested in self-publishing or if we're interested in starting a podcast, we just let her know and she digs up some amazing guest teachers and instructors to help walk us through the tips and tricks that we need to know to be successful in our business. And as I said before, this is not just about success in business, but it's success in life and personally. I have really achieved some amazing breakthroughs for myself as a result of participating in this program, of which I am now a three-time participant. I participated in the first live in-person Rise and Bloom in April of 2018. I did the five-week Rise and Bloom Mastermind in fall of 2018 and just finished the six-month group here in the first part of 2019. And I have every intention of re-upping and you should too. If you have a chance to join this amazing group and be a part of this amazing transformation, then do Rise and Bloom today, right now. Go get it. My name is Alana Halden. I'm a vegan chef, recipe developer, food photographer, and blogger. And I run a food blog called Sprouts and Krauts. Having just completed the most recent series of Alice and Melody's Rise and Bloom Mastermind, I can't speak highly enough about my experience. Of course, we learned so much practical information, and I came away from the mastermind with so many tools and strategies that I can now implement in my business. I honestly feel so much more equipped now to build my blog and brand. But even more than the practical skills that I've learned, Just being part of this small group of like-minded women has been a total game changer for me. Learning and growing among such a wonderful group of ladies has been truly uplifting and motivating. Not only do all of the members of the Mastermind offer each other help and support, but we also check in and hold each other accountable to our goals. Being part of this Mastermind has been so instrumental in my growth over the past year, and I would highly recommend it to anyone who's considering joining. You are listening to the Food Hills Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. All right, next up, she works with people across the globe, tapping into pure consciousness to shift the world one thought at a time. In this conversation, intuitive life coach Alita McDaniel teaches Susie and I how to banish fear 
banish misbeliefs, and create more time by setting intentions. Roll it, Roxy. theme in many people's lives is breaking out of fear and into success. So whether this is about nutrition, whether this is about building a business, whether this is about just loving yourself more, it can be about so many things, but we're living in fear in a lot of cases. And how do we break free of that so that we can have a successful outcome in whatever it is we're trying to achieve? This is such a huge question for so many people. And this is one of the reasons why I actually wanted to talk about it. Um, a couple months ago, I taught a workshop called Permission to be Fearless. And I was finding that there were a lot of people who were kind of stuck. Um, they didn't even realize fear existed in their life. I mean, they knew they had some fear, but there were so many limiting beliefs that were clouding their judgment. And something as simple as, I'll give you just an example you know, time is, I know we've talked about this in past episodes, time doesn't move on a consistent scale. So time actually has gaps in between it of space. And the problem is, is that fear kind of settles into those little gaps of space. And so we start developing anxiety, depression, overwhelmment. Wait, um, Alita, I got to interrupt you. What? We just looked at each other <laughs> and we were like, hold on, hold on. Go okay, back. So go can you back. explain that time? <laughs> okay. Said is not so, mo- okay. Say that so again. Quant- so quantum physics shows us that time is not constant. It doesn't move consistently. So like we see it and we experience it with our five senses and we, we assume that it's moving consistently, right? But it's our perception of it that makes it look consistent. If you were to break it down into the fundamental level, um, I know we're going quantum here, but if you break it down to the fundamental level, there are gaps in between time of space. And so if we, if we understand that each segment of time is something that we can actually create, uh, you know, by intention, by, you know, very specific intentions, then we can really learn to work to use time to our advantage. And this is where fear comes in is that we all have so many of these limiting beliefs. We've got so many of these beliefs of unworthiness. I'm not enoughness. um, You know, I don't have the right tools or resources. I never have enough time. And all of these things are indicating what is like a a cognitive bias. It's a, a human affliction called loss aversion. Humans are afraid of losing things. We're afraid of losing people. We're afraid of losing experiences. We're afraid of losing identities. And those fears, regardless of whether or not we see them or we acknowledge them, are working at the foundation of how we're creating our life and how we're showing up. So then the time that we are experiencing is gunked up and cluttered up with all of these underlying unconscious fears. Right. So, you know, from my perspective, the very first time I think I actually really created something in a matter of time that would not have been possible, you know, had I not made a quantum leap, I think probably the most, the the most ginormous leap I've ever taken was when I actually got to go to USM. Mm -hmm. And I had found USM from one of my coaches who I had met through Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And she had said, you know, I'm going to be graduating from USM this August. I know it's going to be in your area. I'd love to meet you. I said, that's great. I got online. I checked out the school. I said, wow, this is freaking amazing. I need to be there. I called up admissions. I spoke to Barry and Barry's like, okay, well, is there any reason why you're not going to register for this fall? And I said, I just don't have the money. So he said, okay, well, I'll put you down for next year. But if anything changes, you let me know. And I walked away from that conversation thinking, why in the hell am I holding myself back? Mm-hmm. Like, I know the power that I have to manifest something like this. And if this is really where I need to be, and I know that I need to be there, why am I standing in my own way of finding a way to make it happen? Mm-hmm. So I went to bed that night and I, I just, I kind of just prayed a little, I didn't kind of, I just prayed really heavily mm-hmm. and, you know, and I basically kind of got in that flow of, okay, wait a second. I need some answers. 
and I'm going to intend that I wake up with the answer. And I, I will never forget. I still have the journal that I wrote it in. And, and, and I woke up the next morning. I did some morning pages. And from my hand said, you will be there at USM this year. The, the money will come. And within an hour, I got a phone call from a woman who offered to sponsor me for the first year. Oh, my God. The entire God. first year. And you know that's a massive commitment. And and the, the the financial it's not cheap. It ain't cheap. No, it's not cheap. And and so the you know that that right there was you know within less than twenty four hours. You know I manifested an entire year of education. I, I manifested the space to be able to find you know the answers that I was looking, and I I I allowed myself to receive the message from spirit in that moment. You know that I needed in order to you know, go on to the next path and the next path and the next path. So I think as far as time and space are concerned, I think that's probably the the shortest amount of time that I've ever been able to actually experience or manifest something that was so massive that it would have taken people years to be able to save up money for. What you just said is an incredible story. And if we can really break that down step by step, then people can know how to do it for themselves. Yeah, you know, the the first thing that that really comes forward is it has to be an absolute commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I find that when the movie The Secret came out, uh, you know, everybody was all about, oh, okay, great, I'm going to set my intention and I'm going to sit on the couch and expect a million dollars to land in my lap. <laughs> that you sounds know? awesome. <laughs> and, and, and as great as that sounds, and I would love to be able to do that, it's it's not how it works. And so in that moment of being open to the answer and being open to clarity, I had to commit to seeing myself being there come hell or high water, no matter what. So instead of where most people function on that fear of losing out on something, I got rid of the plan B, got rid of the fallback plan, got rid of the potential that anything else could exist. And I put 100% faith into that plan A of me being there regardless. And and how did you let go of the fear that it wouldn't or the doubts? You know what? I think at that particular point, there were so many things in my life and there were so many answers that I was looking for that I was sick and tired of going around in circles. Yes. I've I've been on a platform called Anchor for about a month and a half now. I'm absolutely loving it. And I've been having this conversation with people a lot about, about surrender, Mm-hmm. You know, we have to get to a point, you know, sometimes we have to hit rock bottom, but it would be really great if we didn't. And I, I had hit a rock bottom about a year and a half prior to going to USM. Mm-hmm. And that rock bottom place really put me in a position where I had to really reevaluate my life and say, why did I put myself in this position? And I had to take ownership. Most people are not willing to take ownership for why their life sucks. Yeah. So at that moment, in that moment of surrender, in that moment of fearlessness, I was willing to take ownership for all the shit that I had caused in my life, all the chaos that I had created, and and finally said to myself once and for all, I am going to stop making it any worse, and I'm going to start finding a way to make it better. I am going to get out of this hole emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, financially, and I'm going to find a way to live my best life. I'm sick and tired of being where I'm at right now because I know that it's not where I could be. And so when you say take ownership, I know that there's all these tools and exercises that they teach at USM and things like that. But taking ownership, what does that mean? What does that look like? Is that writing everything down and going, all right, I accept this? Like, what does it look like? It depends on a day-to-day basis. I, You know, over the course of time, I've kind of shifted and refined it more. So I think in the early stages, it was me writing down the things that bothered me about my day Mm -hmm. and getting clear on the fact that, wait a second, okay, I chose to put myself in that position. I chose to, you know, eat the cookie when I was on a diet. You know, I chose to not work out when I know that I had a competition and I had to stand on stage in a bikini and high heels in a couple months, you know? Um, (laughs) And so, so, you know, I started with writing them down to get really clear on having to be honest and facing the things that that I was doing that were against my success and and against my goal achievement. And when I started doing that, I started deciding, okay, in this moment, 
rather than judging myself for it, rather than getting upset or condemning myself for it, I have to take a different course of action because obviously self-judgment and self-condemnation is not working for me and it just keeps pulling me down. So what can I do instead? Like you have to have a desire to change. If you don't have a desire to change, none of this will work. So I had a desire to change and And so in that, in that space, I would basically say, okay, so tomorrow, this is how I want to be instead. And when that, when that choice comes up again, if that choice comes up again, this is how I'm going to handle it. And I would make myself a note that this is my new course of action. Uh, Like I teach my clients to create a code of conduct. So you want to create a code of conduct of your life. So that you know how you are going to beha- uh, behave or handle certain conflicts or certain patterns in your life. I so, love this. Okay, code of conduct. By writing things down and shifting the patterning for the following day, I started to get into a flow of doing it on an automatic basis. So when I was working with my clients, when I first um, when I first was in uh, Malibu and I was first working on really quantum consciousness, just really digging deep into the DNAs and, and all that kind of stuff, I was realizing that as I was coaching my clients, there were limiting beliefs that were being released in my clients that were triggering me. Mm-hmm. And I was going, okay, wait a second. I have to stay present for my client. I have to be here with them so I can help them work through their process. But these triggers are coming up for me. So I started training myself to be aware of the trigger. And as soon as I would see the trigger, I would shift the programming in my mind and and, and exchange the pattern in my mind so I would make myself a mental note as if I was writing it down. And that allowed me, when I started doing that, that allowed me now where if I'm in a situation and I start to make a choice, I'm like, oh, wait a second. You know what? This isn't, this isn't an alignment with where I, where I want to be. So right now, before I actually make this choice, let me go ahead and switch. So it, 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 it develops over time. It's a comprehensive process over the course of time where you just start to hone in on it and it really starts to become part of you so much so that you're always acting in alignment with the outcome, the desired outcome. You're always aligning and calibrating your actions with your goal. Act in alignment and you can manifest a way. I love that. And I'm going to create my own code of conduct, Food Heals Nation. Well, that was super informative. Thank you. Follow Alita on Instagram at Goddess intelligence. Always a pleasure to have you and please come back anytime, Alita. Absolutely. Thank you so much. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately.